No, it all starts from knowing that you have permission to do it. Mm. If you give yourself permission to do it, then do it, you mm. know? I think a lot of people, um, I know people even in my life from, from you know, the projects or whatever who was like, I didn't know I was allowed to do that. Wow. I didn't know I could do that. So it's like, if you give yourself permission to do something, then you can do anything. Welcome back to another episode of Be Great with Nate. Today I have a guest on my show who's very, very, very special. If you listen to the intro, if you haven't, go back to the intro. Her name is Coral. I've been working with Coral for a year. I've been knowing Coral for a year. I've done seen her beast out on Zoom and our personal training sessions to now we're in LA and we're working out in person, which is going really well. Um, and you came a long way. Um, but I've also seen you, now I see you on TV. Um, you have a TV show out, we'll get into that. Um, but I've seen you growing in all different angles and, and situations where I couldn't wait to get you on the podcast. Because I personally, to this day, after having a great conversation with you in the gym today, I was like, I got questions I want to ask about. I'm going to wait until I get on that <laughs> podcast. I've been doing this for a year. So originally, I was supposed to have you on a podcast on Zoom, but mm-hmm. I had a, um, a nice feeling that one day I was going to get you in person. So, right. And I thought it was going to be way better, and it will be. Yeah. So why don't you tell the audience about yourself a little bit? Um, you can say where you're from, what you do, um, and then we're going to get into this. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm I am Dominican, and I grew up in Harlem. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Um, a single mom. Um, <laughs> it is just an important part of my my Bro, identity. Bro, I think you said you're a single mom. No, I'm not That's a single mom. That's how it sounded. No, a- <laughs> I grew up with. No, 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 no kids. <laughs> no kids. It sounds like I'm uh, a single mom. No, no, no. I no. So I grew up with a single mom. Mm-hmm. Lots of siblings. Um, grew up in the projects, uh, and then I went to NYU for acting, mm. drama, and. Uh, and now I'm acting. Mm-hmm. So, what, <laughs> uh, yeah. what what projects did you grow up in Harlem? I grew up in a couple. There's one called Colonial. Um, okay. I think Polo Grounds, which is across the street, is more famous because it's more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I and then I grew up uh, George Washington Carver, mm-hmm. um, which is one uh, second in between Madison and Park. Got it. Um, and now my mom lives in Newark, which you've made fun of me because I say Newark. And you said, I know you're not from Newark because you say Newark. <laughs> it's because when you're from Jersey, it's, it's pronounced Newark. No. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I, no no shade to Jersey. Uh-huh. But I'm a New York kid. Yeah. So I say Newark. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, so quick question for you really quick. I think it's crazy. It's not really a question. It's like a statement. How you can go from being like on 77th Street and uh, Central Park and you keep going to the end of Central Park and you end up in Harlem. It's wild. Yeah, no, because I grew up like Central West Harlem. So when I lived in East Harlem, it was the first time that like I could walk to the Upper East Side, walk to some of the most expensive houses in the country. Mm. And then I could go back to my little place in the projects where my windows have bars on it. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was crazy. And in, and in some ways it was really... That's what makes New York great mm-hmm. because you could just be walking down the street and then you're like, oh, these are the projects. And that makes it good for projects, kids, because then we like, yeah, I get to walk to Central Park. I live by Central Park. Yeah. I felt fancy. I yeah. live right by Central. I could walk to the Met. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that was crazy. But it also feels just like bizarre that there's so much like wealth 
disparity. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. I think it's amazing, though, that you went to, um, like, you're from Harlem, mm-hmm. and you end up going to NYC. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, NYU, right? Yeah. And, like, going to NYU is huge for, like, you know, people who have, I mean, like, the kids that are in the suburbs, right? Yeah, like, from yeah. Westchester, <laughs> or up east side. And yeah, it's like this yeah. Harlem girl ends up at this big school. How did that happen? Honestly, I wouldn't have gotten, so, so NYU, man, I got lucky. So NYU, um, even though it's a private institution, you can still get a state scholarship. Mm. So NYU admitted me like three days later than everyone else. I thought I was going to some school in freaking South Carolina or something like that. And I was like, all right, it'll be what it is. Like I went to, I'm going to college. I'm happy no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then three days later, they were like, hey, (laughs) hey, sorry for the delay. They didn't say hey, (laughs) but they were like, you know. There was a delay in your acceptance because we wanted to make sure that the scholarship program, the state program, accepted you first because Mm. we we didn't want to offer you an acceptance letter and know that you couldn't pay for it. So I went to NYU full scholarship, like state fund. The only thing I had to do was do a summer course before, which was a joke. Yeah. I just like, (laughs) you know, I made fun videos with my friends and it was like, I'm going to drama school. But it was, yeah, that's all I had to do. And then I got a stipend every semester. Like it was, I couldn't have gone to NYU if I didn't have that. Wow. Yeah. So take me back. We're in the projects, right? <laughs> Let's say we're 10 years old, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. What, when did acting come an idea? I didn't know. I, I honestly, like there was a point in my life where I just thought like, the only way i could be an actor is if disney channel knows i exist like i just Mm -hmm. thought but i was never like a bold kid i kind of it just i liked it and i would like make little videos and i would like practice different accents on my own and stuff but i was never doing it and then i actually went to a private middle school for so fourth through eighth and then i went to boarding school Mm. uh ninth through twelfth and those schools had access to the arts. So mm-hmm. they'd be like, who wants to do the play? And everyone said yes. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, I think I'm like, maybe I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. And I could sing. I, I, I could sing since I was young. You so could so, sing? Yeah. I could sing Uh-oh. since I was young. And you got to hit a note right <laughs> now. <laughs> I could sing since I was young. <laughs> and so since I was, I got lucky that I could sing because mm-hmm. I feel like singing is the easiest way to show people like, oh, I I, I can do art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So since I was a kid, like my family was like saying, oh, that's the art artsy sister. Um, but yeah, I guess the first, the fir- very first time that I was like, oh, okay, I want to be an actor. I was 15 it's pretty much, I like sports. I always like mm-hmm. sports. But then I hit a point. I'm five feet tall where I stopped growing. And I went, I can't do sports anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing basketball getting dunked on. I was like, this is disrespectful. So I stopped. So I stopped. And then I was like, well, what is there to do? And, mm-hmm. and they knew I could sing. So they said, do the musical. So I did the musical. And I got like, so many people were like, wow, you should do this. You should do this. I did another musical. I did another play. And it got to the point where I was just like, this is the only thing I want to do. Like, I mm. like, I always liked sports. This is the first time that I love something. Mm. Um, and then that, it just kind of like snowballed from there. Like, it was like, oh, people, you're good at this. And I'm like, I, I am good at this. And then got into college. And then it's just like, hasn't it kept stopped going. since. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I'm not sure if you remember this, but when you had to make the transition from playing sports, right, into acting, was it hard? 
like did it hurt your feelings do you think it was the end of the world because when i had to make the transition from being a basketball player to a football player at the moment it was like the end of the world for me it was really yeah. hard for me to make that transition and then i saw the potential that football could bring me like the life it can bring me as far as scholarship and then that was one way i got into it but right. there was definitely like a heartbreak i had to go through did you have to go through like a heartbreak moment Here's the difference. You were good at sports. I was barely good. I was just like, I was really excited to be there. I was like, thank you for accepting me onto your team. But I wasn't good at it. Like, I just liked being there. She's like, bro. Bro, I was riding the bench, bro. Like, I can't I relate like, to you. No, they would put me in when they're like, we just need someone to, like, block this person. Because they knew I'd be like... But I wasn't good. Okay. Um, but, but you know, it was a weird transition because it's, it was around the time where, like, I was starting to hit puberty. Mm. And it's the first time that you have an awareness of your body. Yeah. So it was weird to, like, do sports all the time, eat whatever I want, and then get to the point where I wasn't doing sports. And I was eating whatever I want. Yeah. And my body was starting to look different. And I was starting to get attention. And so that was probably the weirdest transition is mostly just, like, when you're at a vulnerable age sports are so important because it allows you to not think about your body and for the yeah. first time i was like oh yeah i have like a body yeah that, that like you know so that was probably the weirdest tradition but I, honestly i feel like that's a transition that a lot of young women go through mm -hmm. where they're just like oh yeah i have a body and people notice it mm -hmm. but no i mean i feel like i wasn't good at sports so it was good <laughs> we were all good <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we're at we're, you're in boarding school mm -hmm. right and then you get into acting yeah. and then you apply for uh nyu yeah. and then you end up getting in yeah. so when you get in right um how was that was it different than boarding school was classes different that's yeah. number one number two when you got in there did you actually see yourself becoming an actress when you were done with college or was it like i'll be an actress or i can be an acting teacher Right. right or arts teacher right. what was your mindset the first question um it was different like so boarding school was really my first time with white people mm -hmm. that had that level of money mm -hmm. so already it's like not only do we not look the same we don't live our lives the same mm. but boarding school is small and there's a small community and there is i guess just some safety in that um but then I went to college and it was kind of the same people, but from towns where they literally have never met, met a person of color ever. Wow. So it was the first time that like in high school, like there was no bullies. And if they mm -hmm. were, they definitely weren't bullying me. Like I was, I was well liked. I was on student council. College was the first time because I think people were entering a field that was competitive that I started to feel like they started to see competition in me yeah. and therefore they started to isolate me. They started to, um, just feel, um, I, I saw for the first time people making an enemy out of me mm. that I'd never experienced. Cause I don't think about anyone like that. Um, so that was a hard transition of kind of, uh, the very adult thing of, Oh, just because you're my classmate doesn't mean that, you're my friend yeah. doesn't mean that i'm safe around you it, it doesn't mean that nyu was like the whole time i was you know mm -hmm. scared or something but it was a, it was a, a very adult thing where i went okay i have to make boundaries and i have to choose the people i'm around mm -hmm. wisely versus mm -hmm. boarding school 
you're there with them all the time you learn to love each other you don't have that you don't have to love anybody in college yeah. you know yeah especially at nyu where the, the whole city is your campus yeah um it's not isolated in terms of the classes it was really easy <laughs> and really? i say oh. that because boarding school was really hard oh boarding school was really really hard um it was the first like people you know people had tutors and things like that it was the first time where i was competing intellectually with people uh and i had a clear disadvantage so when it came to mm. the intellectual part when i was coming into to college i had come in with a boarding school education and that part i think that's why also people maybe saw competition in me because they saw how easy it was i could Got write it. an essay the night before in my sleep like it mm. was easy i was it was i was prepped um it was a weird transition it was it, and i still think about it all the time because i'm still kind of undoing yeah, a lot of things you had to go through. A lot of things yeah. I had to go through. A lot of things. A lot, like, I didn't realize all the microaggressions I got. I would get, uh, like, so So at NYU, I got into, through NYU, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, um, which is in London. Mm-hmm. It's a very prestigious school in London. And uh, I, I went for Shakespeare. And only a handful of people went. I found out later that people who, to my face, were like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. We're saying, oh, she only got in because he needed a token. Exact words. Only got in because you need a token. And I was wondering, why are people being weird to me? Why are people being weird? And later on, I think these people have, especially the past year and stuff, have probably mm-hmm. had some type of confrontation with themselves of like, why did I do that to this young brown girl who was just minding her business, yeah. came from nothing? Why did I? Why did I put? Why did I have to push her down? Why did I have to? You know what I mean? But at the time. I don't have the foresight, so I'm just like, I must be doing something wrong. I must oh. be doing something wrong. It's me. It's me. And so it was, it, yeah, it was a weird transition. And, and one of the biggest takeaways for me, now I'm a mentor to to a lot of young black and brown girls who at NYU, where I it, they just kind of need some outside force that tells them, like, it's not you. Yeah. You're doing great. Yeah. Focus on yourself. Yep. People are going to project onto you yep. their insecurities, and that's not your business. Yep. And so that's, like... I've taken that and kind of used that as a superpower to give to someone else, yep. you know, because it, that's all that's all it is, you know. Most of the people that go to NYU, I'm I'm assuming are not from New York or New Jersey. No, area, they're right? not from New York, so it's there. It's also their first time around that much diversity, yeah. Yeah. and they also usually come from a lot of money. I'm not saying yeah. everyone, but yeah, NYU is yeah. really expensive, and NYU drama is really expensive. I mean, it's really. It's really sad how expensive art school is because art should be for everyone and mm-hmm. art should come from people who need to be liberated. It should be a liberating mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch a movie, you see a painting, you listen to a song, and the most exploited people should feel like, oh, I have power. That's yeah. the, that's what art should do. Yeah. And so it can be, it, that's the other thing that can feel really isolating, being there and like, I'm making art about, oh, what it was like to be a project kid. Yeah, yeah. And other people, and and this is still valid, but other people were making art about their first heartbreak or, you yeah. know, and it was just it was just different and I yeah. couldn't relate. Your art was a lot different than theirs. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of people making the same yeah. art that I was doing because there wasn't a lot of people who got in that looked like Yeah, me. I'm about to yeah. say, if that's the case, after, you know, everybody's breaking after class and going to dinners and stuff, you probably weren't comfortable hanging out with these type of people no. because you couldn't relate to them. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I had to like, yeah, I, 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 I had to assimilate, mm. and it felt weird to assimilate in my city. 
Because mm. I'm like, y'all should be assimilated to me. me. Yeah. You are my town. Yeah. And that's the other weird thing about NYU, where people come in at such a young age and they're like, New York, it's my oyster. I can make it whatever I want. And it's like, no, people live here. People have yeah. been living here. This is yeah. a community. You should try to be part of the community. You shouldn't just take advantage of all that it can give you and give nothing back. Mm. So it was, it was it was weird. And, and it was, I think... I would take that mad personal. I would take that so <laughs> personal. Oh, I did. So I can see where you're coming from. I used to, I, like right now in Jersey City, where I'm from, there's a, a lot of people moving to Jersey City because it's a yeah. great opportunity right now. And I'm in Los Angeles right now, right? <laughs> but when I go back home to visit yeah. and I see all these newbies in my town yeah. and I'm like, bro, you five years know. ago, you can't walk down this block doing right. what you're doing right now, throwing trash on your, you know, like mm -hmm. it's so, but people in New York look at me and say, imagine how I feel. And I'm like, you're right. So I can, especially in college, I can only imagine how you feel being there and then having a bunch of strangers coming to your town yeah. and then telling you what art is yeah. in a way, you know or what I'm saying? Or telling me what New York is. Like I remember yeah. I told someone was like, where, where are you from in New York? And I said, Harlem. <laughs> uh this this girl said uh oh you from harlem she's a white girl oh yeah, you yeah. from harlem like bobbing her head and yeah, smacking yeah. her lips and her boyfriend who i'm still very close friends with now said i'm so sorry that my girlfriend is racist and then they like they didn't oh last very God. long because he he was very much he saw very quickly that i was being made a foreigner in my own city yeah and he didn't like it he really there's people like that that i remember also in my experience that really had my back. That yeah. didn't understand what I was going through, but understood that someone has to speak up. Yeah. And and so it goes both ways with my memories of NYU. That I remember a lot of people that I just thought like, man, like you didn't even know the power that you wielded to crush someone. Yeah. And vice versa, you didn't even know the power you had to lift me up. Yeah. You know? And and, and and it's you go to you go to college and you're seventeen, eighteen. It's such a vulnerable age. It's yeah. no one's fault, really. Yeah, you know, it's probably their parents' fault, yeah. honestly. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird college is such a weird time. That's such a sensitive yeah. age. To yeah, it be is. At. It is, and it's it, you're finding yourself in the world at the same time. Yeah. You're trying to see, right? When you're done with that, you go into the real world, as they call it, right? Um, that's probably one of the reasons why I picked the HBCU. You know, right. when I was, when it's time for me, I had so When I so look back, many. I'm like, why? I wish I went to an HBCU. Yeah. There were so many, there were so many uh, scholarships that I had. And then my dad, we went to Delaware State University, which yeah. is HBCU. And then my dad loved it. And I saw how they treated my dad there versus how, not saying other schools didn't treat my dad nice. I'm not right. saying that. But you can tell the difference. Right. It was obvious. And then I was like kind of want to be here now the difference between me is being light-skinned is right. when you go to hbcu now you got beef with and this is a joke of course in the black community but you, when you're too light-skinned the black community don't like that sometimes you know what i'm saying it's like yo bro you light-skinned bro like you, we deserve to be clowned on sometimes, right right though. right oh, we, we get we get clowned on a lot and we like get clowned yeah on a lot. i good <laughs> um it was a good decision because i never felt like um like i never felt like i wasn't in the right place for me well, you, you were know? still at home yeah exactly i know? went to school a lot of kids from new york brooklyn right. bronx a lot of dc kids and philly right. kids so but i remember we played a school in football we played a bunch of schools yeah like you know and we were very very racist and, they, and the fans would do their research and know exactly where you're from they know mm -hmm. your mother's name 
And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just happy I don't, you know, I'm just happy I ain't come, come to school like this. So I can only imagine how you feel. Yeah. Because as we go from college, right, of, of being different, I think acting is very, in my opinion, I think acting is very, it can be very political sometimes. And it can also be favorite, like you can be a super outcast in acting. I'm a sure Spanish chick, or you Dominican? Like, there's not a lot of Dominican girls that's actors when you were in school, right? No, like, I was the only one, right? So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, so it puts you in a weird place where, for you to rise up to the person that you are today, there was a lot of resistance there. Yeah, yeah. you got me. Um, yeah. So, all right. So let me know. Like, let's talk about your freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Yeah. What year did you say I'm gonna make it? From the beginning. Ooh. I like that. But it's because I didn't, I, I'm like, why am I here if I don't think I can make it? Mm. I'm not, I, I'm wasting my time and my money. Mm. I'm not wasting my parents' time, my parents' money. They're not helping me here. Mm. I'm wasting my time. Why am I here if I don't think I can make it? Mm. I don't have an ego when it comes to, I want to be an actor because, you know, I, I like being in front of a, a crowd. Like, that's yeah. not why I'm an actor. That's not why I like doing what I'm doing. I saw a lot of people who did go into it of like, this is the only thing I've ever tried. So I think this is maybe why, what I go to college for or who did it because they like the attention. And I, yeah, I, I, I was always like when we had school assignments, right? We had like an assignment that we'd have to come back to the next day and acting assignment. And they, the teacher would go, who would want to go first? I was always the last person to go. <laughs> Be, but, but here's why. It wasn't because I was shy. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm here to learn. What's a better way to learn than to watch other people succeed, fail, succeed, fail, and then go and apply everything they just taught me? Mm. So I was thinking of it of like, people would love to go first because they wanted to be the first person who impressed the teacher. I'm not going to impress the teacher. Mm. I'm not even going for good grades. No one cares about your grades as an actor. No, that's a fact. So so why am I I trying to get good grades as an actor? And Mm -hmm. I got great grades as an Mm -hmm. actor, but that's not, that shouldn't be the goal. And so I, I yeah, the, you know, I wouldn't have continued going if I didn't. And I got lucky that, you know, my, 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 maybe my freshman year, sophomore year, I had a teacher who I didn't like, who I did Shakespeare for her. And she didn't like the way I was doing it. And she said, uh, maybe you're just, you know, maybe it's not for you, which I understood the coded language she was trying to tell me. She said I was too urban or whatever. The next year, the like top, 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 top teacher saw me do Shakespeare. And he said, oh, stop, 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 stop. Um, you're really good at this. And I was like, really? Uh, another teacher told me that maybe this is not for you. He said, she's an idiot. Mm. You're really good at this. And you should keep doing this. And so I got lucky that every time there was one person that said something bad, there was like two people who said something good. Mm. I was always the lead in plays. Like I got really lucky that... I had teachers who believed in me, and I think they believed in me because they saw how serious I was. Yeah, I think they saw like, oh, this is the this is someone who wants to do this for as long as they can. Yeah, this is not someone who's coming in trying to be a hot shot and then going to disappear. Yeah. So, I got lucky that I had teachers who had that foresight and that like experience to be like, oh no, we want to boost this person up. Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't have that, and that can be really soul crushing at such a sensitive age you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. Yeah. that's tough so we so say we go into senior year boom you graduate mm-hmm. what happened did you get your photo um did you get your headshots done did you get an agent like what's that process like i mean like i, I never knew what happened after college when you graduated how long did it take you to find the agent tell me about that process 
Um, I got a commercial agent right out of school. Um, and that helped because because I was booking. I booked. I immediately booked commercials, like nonstop. Was booking commercials. What's your first commercial you booked? It was this ad for this streaming platform that went nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't go anywhere. Um, but I got money, and I was like, okay, that's great. And there, there were subway ads everywhere. Like it was a really cool ad. Um, what else did I do? I did. I did a bunch of commercials. I did one where they had to fly me out to Canada. Wow. Um, the really, really cool stuff. And so for me, I was like, okay, this, this gives me ammo. Mm-hmm. So I took that ammo and I, I reached out to like, I don't know, 10 different managers. And I said, uh, hey, here's, just in case you don't know me, I'm Coral. And uh, I have an agent at Abrams. And I go, I get a call back every week. And I book commercials every month. Mm. Um, we, should, we should meet up. And I got bites from a lot of them. And then I got one manager and she put me on a trial. She said, I'll put you on a trial for a week. That week I got four callbacks. Wow. And then she said, okay, um, I'm going to send you out for bigger stuff. I got immediately got a producer session. And then within a month of working with her, I booked my first TV role. And the manager was giving you getting you auditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My manager was giving me auditions. Really? Yeah, because she was a developing manager, so Got it. so she knew that her job was multi layered. She she also taught me how to transition from commercial auditioning to more theatrical, and um, so then I got my first big role. It was the show Blue Bloods. Yeah. Everyone's first big role now is blue. it's a new Law and Order. Yeah, uh, I did Blue Bloods, and then um, I didn't know you did Blue Bloods. I did. I played a very pregnant woman of like a young cop, and I named my son after Tom Selleck. It was very sweet. My wow. my son came out blue eyed. Everyone was like, just close the baby's eyes. <laughs> That's not you, baby. Let's just close the eyes. Um, it was great. It was a crazy experience because um, it was it was a significant role yeah um and how old were you 21 21 straight out of college straight out of college like i i graduated in may and my first role was september wow and then i um and then my manager said hey you now have this role in blue bloods we're gonna get you an agent so i got the agent the agent almost said no to me Mm. well she she pitched me to three agents at at the i'm now still there innovative um I shouldn't put this agent on blast, but I I won't say any names. You don't have to. Um, But but uh, two of the agents said yes, and one of the agents said no. Mm -hmm. And this was a my first lesson in what people expect of me versus who I am, which is the reason why I came in in what like I thought was just a nice outfit, a little skirt, a little shirt, some boots. And she said, "I don't get her." And I understood what she meant, where she, you know, I'm from New York, I'm from the hood. She wanted me coming with some ripped jeans, and that's not me. That's yeah. me sometimes, but that wasn't me that day. Yeah. And I want an agent who's going to accept that I have multi, I went to, I studied in London, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I have these layers. Um, but the, the agent that said yes to me is still my agent to this day. Love him. And I met him at Park City, right? Yeah, he's the yeah, best. Yeah, he's fire. He's the he's best. Fire. Um, he's a real cool dude. Real cool dude. And so then I did my first pilot season with them. Um, oh, no, I worked with them. I started working with them. And within a month, I booked two roles on a movie. Damn. And then 
pilot season started in January, and by the beginning of February, I had booked my first pilot, which was 24. Mm. Um, the reboot of 24, 24 Legacy. Yep. And then... And then that was kind of That's it. when things start taking off. Let yeah. me ask you a question. What is the mindset behind going to a job like acting, mm-hmm. right? For people that are listening that have dreams, that had an idea about a dream, but they failed one time or they were turned down one time. Mm-hmm. What was your mindset of being turned down and not booking a job or not booking a movie or whatever the case may be? What made you get back up the next day and try again? Um... There's so many variables to why you get casted. Sometimes it's like, oh, you're two inches too tall. You're two Mm -hmm. inches too short. Things that you literally, I can't control my height, Mm. you know? And so um, there's that, knowing that, like, there's so much out of, that doesn't mean that you weren't the best person. Mm -hmm. That means you weren't the best person maybe for this part right Mm -hmm. now, right here. That's it. And so remembering that and then also remembering just, like, I, I said this to you earlier and you said, I don't know. Can I, can I curse? Am I yeah, you can curse. Yeah. You said fuck that, but I'm going to say it again because it is an important mentality. Which is you you go in to book the room, not the part. So you're going yeah. in. Yes, you want the part. The part would be great. Yeah. But everyone in that room, the amount of stuff I've auditioned for, which then like three months later, the person's like, they actually want to. You audition for the small part. They saw you in the audition. You were so great. They actually want to see you in this bigger part. Yep. In this other movie that's better. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. reminder that like every audition is just an opportunity for fun and every audition is just an opportunity, period. How didn't you get caught up in the street life? Um, this is just like I got let my my uh one of my older sisters is so smart. Mm-hmm. We went to public school in Harlem. And she was so smart that she got accepted into a private school Mm -hmm. because her grades were just so great. She got accepted to that private school, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I'm four years younger, so I was in first grade. And uh, when I would, when my mom and I would go pick her up, I would, I I guess I was just a very like social kid. Mm -hmm. So I'd say hi to everyone. Hi, Miss blah blah blah. Hi, Miss. I would like go up to the the headmaster. Hi, nice to see you. How's your day? And he remembered me. And when another private school had availability for a student, he called them up before even calling my mom and said, I know a good kid. And then he, he called my mom and said, hey, would you be comfortable putting Coral in this private school? Great private school called St. Hilda's and St. Hugh's. Um, and that's in Harlem? No, it's in, uh, it's in the Upper West Side. Oh. So the fact that I was able to go to um, private school it, it saved you. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's one of the things that um, stopped me from getting into the streets. Is right. um, it was a whole bunch of variables, but high school was huge for me. I got into a private high school, so right. for sports. Um, so you making that transition from where you're from into NYU into acting. What happened to your friends? Did you do you still have the same friends from your childhood, or do you had to part ways with some friends because their lifestyles were a lot different than your lifestyle? Yeah, I did. I all most of my friends from childhood are from ninth grade. Got it. And up, um, I, I lost a lot of my Harlem friends when I went to private school because the private school was far away. Got it. So we didn't have time. I didn't have time to hang out with them. Yeah. And then I started making. My mom would sometimes leave me at my friend's place at the private school on the weekends because she knew that. They would be doing their homework, and then I could get help with my homework, and yep. and so I start I stopped, and it's one of it's one of the hardest. That was probably one of the saddest transitions. Mm. I think about it all the time. Of I had two best friends, my sister's best friend, who's my best friend, and then 
uh, her brother, who's my best friend as well. Um, Fashina and, F- and Springwell, their mom like raised us. And I think about them every day. Mm. I think about them every day. And I just think like, man. And, and, and I still talk to their cousin. Um, and uh, she tells me, you know, that they're doing great. But I, I think about them all the time. Why you don't hit like, them up? We just have different lives. Like they have, they, they don't, one of them doesn't even live in New York anymore. It's just completely, they have a whole family. Like mm-hmm. it's just different. Like time, too much time has passed. But I think about all the time, like I got to do a dinner and invite Lisa, their mom, and just treat her because she yeah, really yeah. did so much. I mean, she had a really young age. She was, she was also a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she at a really young age would take us to, she would take us to the museums like every weekend. Wow. Take us to the museum. For Halloween, she would, because you can't go trick-or-treating in the projects. <laughs> so for Halloween, <laughs> yeah. she would take us to the Natural History Museum because the Natural History Museum has trick-or-treating for kids. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that that I just like, I use the word luck a lot and I shouldn't, I should find a better word, but I do feel very lucky that um, someone like Fashina, Springwell, and Lisa were in my life when I was young. Because yeah. they were smart. They were yeah. really smart. They were really funny, like really funny kids, really good kids. I remember Springwell as a, as a boy, who's my best friend, and um, we all had a sleepover. And my mom said, like, sorry, Springwell, like, it's just the girls. And he cried. And he, cried. No. he was so sensitive. But he was this big kid. Because mm. I, I remember I had a kid, like, bully me. And I told Springwell, he said, that's not going to happen anymore. That's not going to happen. And he shows up, what I thought was a big kid, probably just, like, a, a big yeah, second yeah. grader. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I thought it was a big kid. And he was like, don't touch her. And then afterwards, we were like, do you want to get an ice cream? And then we got an ice cream. Like, I remember yeah. them all the time. That's the hardest transition. Um, middle school, I don't know. It just kind of like, we all just, it was a really small middle school. Got it. 16 kids per class. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, just kind of like, we all had fun together, but none of us were like, in that grade lifelong yeah. friends and we were just like once we graduated like okay bye nice knowing you right and that was it <laughs> see it you later chill. bro yeah it was really chill all right so um so you make this transition from mm. as, um actually college yeah to the real world mm. you booked 24 where was 24 uh filming the pilot was filmed in la and then the rest of the show filmed in atlanta wow mm-hmm. okay so now you get on a plane yeah they buy your ticket yeah first class yeah first class shawty yeah all right so you get first class mm-hmm. la is that the first time you ever been to la yeah wow yeah. so tell me your thoughts well, there. No, the first time i've been to la was when i screen tested for 24 got it got it they flew me out for that first class and got that it. was crazy because i was sleep i was living with my grandmother in her one bedroom we shared a bed wow um and so i'm just waiting on my what grandma's, age was this this was 21 this is, 21 yeah so i'm sitting on my grandma's bed just waiting for the car to come pick me up to take me to the airport to yeah. get me on the plane to take me to LA in my fancy hotel room and and I had so much confidence which was really like something that I, I try to not forget which was that I I kept saying my, my agents was like I'm gonna tell you how much per episode you're gonna get I'm gonna tell you how many girls are screen testing uh, but I don't want to you know you know yeah. get you scared and I said it's not gonna affect me yeah they said why is it not gonna affect you and I said, because I'm really proud of myself that I've gotten this far. Mm. I'm just proud that I've gotten this far. If anything, this is just validation that I should keep You're doing gone. this. You know? There you go. So, like, I was just happy to be there. Yeah. Um but I also knew they were like every moment they got, they were telling me like you're you're the, you're the 
girl. And Good. I'm still friends with the casting director. I'm still friends with the showrunner. I'm still friends with so many people from that cast. You started recording the show at 21. The show comes but I, out. But then I just turned 22 when we then filmed the rest of the show. Okay. So then, the, so then we're filming the rest of the show. I'm 22. It comes out when, when I'm 23. 23. Something like that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Th- that's literally, yeah, I think that's a, a timeline. Okay. So the show comes out. Mm-hmm. You do red carpet. No, I was recording. Like we were film me and Teddy Sears, who was one of the actors, were so mad because we were filming the day of the premiere. Oh, I've wow. yet to ever go to any one of my premieres. Wow. I didn't go to the premiere of I, I did a movie called The Post. I didn't go to the premiere of The Post. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But let me ask you a question. You live with your grandmother, mm-hmm. you get on this plane, mm-hmm. you come back, mm-hmm. you find that you book it. Yeah. What do you tell grandma now? Um, I booked it. <laughs> like I'm out, Grandma. I'll see you later. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I I still lived with her until you know I flew to Atlanta. Wow. Because um, so, you place. went to Atlanta to to. So and that was months later. You know, I filmed the pilot in March. We didn't start filming the rest of the season until September. Wow. So that whole summer. You was so with it's your funny because that whole summer, it's like, oh, 24, blah blah blah. I'm like, I got two dollars in my bank. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten that check yet. <laughs> And I checked. So, did that? Let's just say you don't have to talk numbers, but did that check change your life? I remember I got that check and I opened it and I screamed in the middle of my grandmother's living room, not knowing she was home. Uh-huh. She was home. Uh-huh. She opens the door. Oh my God, are you okay? And I cl- cleaned myself up. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I just like, I got my first check. And she looked at it and she was like, oh my God. And she called, I think she called like a priest from DR, being like, our prayers are working. <laughs> <laughs> She stayed on the phone. When I lived there, she stayed on that phone with the priest in DR. Like, what's that man in DR going to do? He's so far away. Yeah. Okay, so um, after you so you go to Atlanta, you film. Um, any adjustments you had to make? Did you feel more comfortable filming your first show? Rather, you know how you first went to college and mm-hmm. you had to make these adjustments? Mm-hmm. Any adjustments you had to make when you started really filming a, a TV show? Man, I got so... That cast was so nice. They were so sweet. They were That's so awesome. great. They came up with a nickname. They called me um, BB, short for Baby Boss, because I was the youngest in the cast. And they, I was like, why am I Baby Boss? And they said, you don't realize this, but you're a boss. Mm. You're a boss. They say that to me all the time. It's also because I would like, I'm I'm from New York. So if something was happening in the scene I didn't like, I'd be like, can we stop actually? Can we just do that again? Which I didn't realize then is maybe something that a lot of fresh young people don't feel confident doing. Yeah. If that's what I need to do to act, that's right. what I need to do. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think about it as, and no one, and I tell my friends this all the time, sometimes they'll be so scared to demand things. And I'm like, if you demand something with hesitation, they're going to think there's a reason that you're hesitating. They're going to think something's wrong. But if you demand something, go, hey, can you do that? People go, okay. It's yeah. nor- you're, you're, you're treating it like a normal thing because guess what it is? It is normal for me to call my agent and be like, hey, I just had an audition that I really didn't like. Mm. I don't have to be like, um, hi, I'm so sorry to bother you. Cause then they're going to think, well, maybe you are bothering me. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's kind of just how I went about it. So it was great. It was that, that cast was, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still friends with everyone from that cast. That's awesome. Um, Jimmy Smith's who was in it just got a star on the Hollywood walk of fame. He just got his yep. star. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's a good and actor. A good guy. Yeah. He seems really fly. Good guy. Yeah. So the, the show comes out, you go back. Mm-hmm. What happens? You go back to New York. You go back to grandma's house. No, I don't go back to grandma. I got my first apartment ever. I had, I realized I didn't realize until that point that I had never 
had my own place ever. Because yeah. in, in Atlanta, I had a roommate. Okay. But I'd never had, most of my life, honestly, I'd never even had my own room. Atlanta was the first time I had my own room. Wow. I had shared a room with my sister. Then I went to boarding school, shared a room with my roommate. Then I went to college, shared a room with my roommate. Then I graduated, shared a room with my grandmother. I'd never had my own room. Yeah. I had my own apartment in Brooklyn that was like, I had a clawfoot tub. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was the most beautiful place I've lived in ever, even to this day. Wow. Um, because I was looking for a, a lease. I didn't know if we were going to come back or, or a, a sublet. I didn't know if we were going to come back. So I didn't want to get a lease. I also had no furniture. I had nothing. I had yeah. two suitcases worth of belongings and that's it. Yeah. Um. So I also was kind of scared to get my own place because I was like, where do I start? Yeah. Um. And that's very tough. Yeah. Like, I, as you know, like, you know, we think about that, you know, me dating Ree. It's like, all right, yo, are we going to be here next year? Or like, <laughs> yeah, do yeah, we go yeah. to New York next year? Do we go back? To New York, or do we stay here? So the job might take you away at any moment. Yeah, yeah you have to be, be so open to that. So what happens? You go to Brooklyn. How long were you there for? I was there. Um, I was in that apartment until June. Okay. And then I sublet another place with someone who ended up being my roommate, an um, actor named Anna Sophia Robb. She was my first ever like official roommate. Like I got a lease with her, and it was another place in Brooklyn. What's her um, name? Anna Sophia Robb. You might recognize her. She was a she was a young actor. Um, she's great. She's a, she's a lovely person. Uh, and uh, and then yeah, then I officially got my first lease in September. Awesome. Of that year. And how long were you there for? A year. A year. And mm-hmm. then were you flying out doing projects all the time? Yeah, yeah. It it it, it I could afford it, so it was okay. But. Um, it, another reason I moved in with a roommate, she had so much furniture. She had so much. She had, at that point, been living in so many apartments. Yeah. And I was desperately looking up. for a roommate who already had everything. You're right. So it was perfect. Yeah. So um, you go through this situation, mm-hmm. now 23, 24 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you go through a drought of not booking things now? Somewhat. Like, when you're on a TV show, so so our our... Um, the show premiered right after the Super Bowl, which was very exciting. I remember um, that. Yeah. And it had the ching, 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 ching. Yeah, you know, like yeah, 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 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. premiere coming up after this and commercial. It was, it was, it was, I think it sounded like a good idea. And then it was like the, what, the first Super Bowl that went into like double overtime. Yeah. So by the time our show came out, it was like midnight. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And so, so right after the, the show stopped, finished airing we were on hold to wait and see if it got picked up again i didn't want it to get picked up again it was a great experience but i was like i think i'm done here um but you're on contract so you're not allowed to audition for any tv that series regular yeah um so that was a tough part for a while and then i got an audition for the post and we didn't tell fox we said go in for the audition if you if you get to the next round maybe we'll tell them then then i got to the next round they said okay if you book it then we'll tell them i booked it they had to call them and fox finally let it go because the post they were like oh that's that's a big project it's steven spielberg and it's meryl streep and it's tom hanks um so then yeah so then i i booked that and so i i came back to new york end of february because we finished filming and then I booked the post. Like you could barely call this a, doubt, a drought, I guess. I booked the post mid-April. Okay. 
And then I filmed that in July that year. Okay. And then it came out at the end of that year. It was a very, it was fast. a really fast project. Yeah. All right. And then soon as the post is done, mm-hmm. did you go to the, um, it won an Oscar, right? It got nominated. nominated. It got nominated for yeah. Did you go to these like <laughs> these nominations and stuff? The Oscars is really it's a really small amount of people that can go, and it's like if you're gonna pick two people to go from the post, you're gonna pick Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, of course, you're of course, of course. Me. I thought um, you get like special tickets, you know, up, you know, and you know. Um, no, I think we I think we would have if we knew if they knew win. that the movie was gonna win. Yeah, the movie wasn't gonna win. It was it was a great movie, but there was a lot of good movies that year, and it just you know. So if if we knew the movie was gonna win, then yes, then yeah. they, that would they would. I never even that. watched that movie yet. Is it good? If you're into it, I don't yeah. know. It's a it's like a you know it's a it's a pre Watergate uh, American history politics. Yeah, kind it's of not for me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if it's for you, it's for the you. The only if political not, thing not. that ever got my attention is Hamilton. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Thought, I thought I wasn't going to like it. And I fell yeah. in love with it. Yeah. I'm not going to take I'm, You know what he said? Uh, I'm not throwing away not, my shot. shot. <laughs> not, not, yo, that but, thing go crazy. You know I have You know I have my, my, my opinions on it. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. I have, I have, I have. But we're talking about the music. Is, the music yeah, is cool. music is amazing. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that. that is the show it's yeah the, it's really yeah it's fire he did a great job it's i was really like good. this is gonna be whack i want to see where everybody's talking and i was there like oh my god i'll go in person to see that show yeah. um so boom after the post mm-hmm. what happens next after the post i was kind of like i just went back into like working actor mode like i didn't realize that the post I didn't even tell anyone I got the post. Yeah. Because I, I was just like, oh, yeah, I did a movie. Yeah. And then people saw the movie came out and they were like, are you kidding? You did a movie with Steven Spielberg. Um, but I didn't tell anyone. I had like, I was the only per. There were so many people in the cast. It was a stacked cast. It was awesome for that reason. And um, I remember we, I, I was on set. I was filming the very last day of filming. And Steven Spielberg has this tradition where right before the last take, people come out with like glasses of champagne and then we do a toast and we say, you know, this is the, um, it's called the martini shot, like, you know, toast. Yep. And he gave a big speech and he said, every single person in this room right now was my first choice. Wow. And I was like, whoa. And then he said, and then we're going to take a, take a picture with all the principal actors. And I'm hanging out on the side, just kind of like, all right, principal actors. And Steven Spielberg and Liz Hanna, who was the writer, both turned to me and said, Coral, you're a principal actor. Come and in, come into this group hug. So we did a group hug, and he has a camera uh, in the middle of it, and he takes this like 360 shot of all the actors hugging, like smiling. And I want to see that picture. I, I don't know. It's somewhere deep in Steven Spielberg's office. Um, but uh, yeah, I even with all that experience, I kind of was just like, oh, I did a movie. Yeah, right. I'm so not someone who thinks about these things in like a grand way. The movie came out and it was the first time ever that like my agents and my managers were getting calls. They were getting calls from like producers and heads of studios. Who is this person? Who is this person? I want to have a meeting. So I flew out to LA and had a bunch of meetings. And that was like, I feel like to me, in my brain, that's the next transition of my career where suddenly the, it became less about auditioning and more about like meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really weird. Yeah. We, we had meetings with people <laughs> yeah. like for three, four weeks. And I was like, what is the purpose of that? And they're like, well, if there's any ideas that come up and they think they, uh, you know, they need somebody, yeah. you know, you can come up in mind. And I'm yeah. like, oh, so now we kind of st- 
skipping a step in the audition exactly. process. So I had an audition with a big casting director. Um, and from that meeting with her, I immediately got an audition for this big TV show um, on Netflix. Uh, that at that point, it was going to be their third season. And then I, I screen tested for that show. It was, um, And that was like, that was, I think, probably the first time that I thought, oh, wow, I'm being really considered as like an individual for these big projects. Um, so that's kind of yeah and then and then now i feel like after that it's kind of just like all right and then now i'm now i'm here like yeah. that I'm, I'm in this part of my career now yeah you know? so yeah. you after that um i think i met you so you book for all mankind yes i book right? for all mankind which is on apple end tv of 2019. right now it's on apple tv right now end yeah. of 2019 you book it mm-hmm. i meet you in the beginning of the pandemic of 2020. Yeah, so like March, April 2020. Yep, April. Mm-hmm. It was around April. I yeah, remember yeah, like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the FaceTime call that I had with you? Yes. So immediately, I met you when I just lost my gym. I yeah. moved from New York to here. Crazy. And I started all over. Yeah. And you were the first client that had no association with my last gym, mm-hmm. with DreamFit. You were the first real client of DreamFit. I forget that sometimes. Yeah. So That's the other so, clients, look at that, us. yeah, That's right. So exciting. Right. So the people who made the transitions from <laughs> yeah. my last gym, they all made the transition when I was even there. Some mm-hmm. people moved and they they became the first clients, but they were outside of DreamFit. You were the first person out that weren't yeah. a part of that gym, right. To come a part of DreamFit. Well, I just came to work with you. You know, everyone else was like, "Oh, I want a trainer at this gym." I was like, "No, I want to work with Nate." Yeah. I was also, I mean, look, I know that you don't think about it, about it this way, but Rhee is a walking advertisement for you. Because I've known her for, I mean, when did I, I met her when I was, if, when did I meet her? I think I met her, whoa. I met her right when I graduated college. Yeah, you met Rhee right before 24. Yeah, right, wow. Yeah. That feels like so much time between That's them. That's what I'm not. saying. When and you how said old you booked was she? At- she was what, 18 or 19. something? So, so yeah, 24 hour plays, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was 19 years old. So I had known her since she was 19. And so I had seen not only a transition in her body, but like just kind of like the way she was glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I talked to her and I said, who's, who, who, who's doing all this? Oh, my, my boyfriend. And I was like, okay, can, can I have a meeting with your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and that's so we get we get on the phone i remember like it was yesterday i was like uh let's have a call yeah and i had a notebook and i was taking notes and this is a new way i'm like i don't i'm gonna be working with people online i'm making this transition and you were like hey you know i just want to get strong i want to feel strong and you like i told you in the gym today you said i just i don't really care for all that butt workout stuff (laughs) (laughs) i'm so tired of it i'm so tired of people like working out to change their body aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Like, what the point of working out is for, not for other people. It's for you. Yeah. You know, like, I, as an actor, especially, I'm someone who is very physical. Like, I like, you know, and, and I think I told you, it was like in the simplest terms, I want to be able to look at a tree and be like, I could climb it. Yeah. I want to go climb that tree. Yeah. Like when you're a kid. Yeah. You know, like when you're a kid, you don't even think about the strength of your own body. You run as fast as you can. You you climb trees as fast as you can. And I was like, I want that now. Yeah. Without thinking that I'm going to like majorly destroy my body. Yeah. Um, not even dislocate a shoulder. Like literally just pull a hamstring. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so that was it. That was the motivation for me where I thought I, I just, um, I, I want to be, I want to use my body to its fullest to most potential yeah 
and that's why I'm training. That's awesome. Yeah. So we we started working, and I and I I remember that, and I also remember you telling me that you're not going to do any diet restrictions or any diet. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. I remember something with diet. Not yet. I said I don't I don't want to think about I don't want to think about food in numbers. Yeah, like counting calories. I don't want to count calories. Yeah. I'm 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 food yeah. is to nourish me, and food is to help me. Yep. There's so many people in my career, in my industry, who have are so obsessed with that stuff, and it makes me so sad. Yeah, it's it's taking up so much of their brain space, sure. brain space that they could be taking to do For what they act. love. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, and I can I, see I why they call you baby boss because you 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 said this shit like straight up like that. You're like, yo, look, I ain't trying to do no booty workout. <laughs> And I ain't counting none of my food. I ain't doing none of that. And I was like, okay. And I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I told you everything we're going to do. And then we had our first session. Yeah. And we were on Zoom. Yeah. Right? And then we did FaceTime because Zoom was acting weird. Yeah. And you set up in your apartment. Mm -hmm. And it was just the beginning of quarantine. And you remember that like... The angle and everything. The angle and everything. I remember the angle. The painting in the back, the door. Everything. Yeah, you had yeah. the coffee painting on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the first thing I, I was like, all right, I'm going to fix this muscle imbalance you have because your feet were turning out. Um, and then we started fixing imbalances. Then we started getting you super strong. Like you were doing things like that I wasn't doing with other clients. For an example, yeah. a stagger lunge for one whole minute kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, V-ups for a whole minute. Because I had to push you because you had no weights. Yeah. Well, I'm also someone who has a really good, uh, which is why I was I, I was going to say good at sports. We've already talked about that. I wasn't good at sports. <laughs> but which is why I was someone who did sports. I have, I have very strong mental game. Yeah. So if you tell me, hold this for a minute, it will suck. But if I know the goal, if I know I'm going to this point, I just project that I'm I'm going. That's where I'm going. It's yep. the journey, and so working out can be really fun and can be like good meditation in that yep. way. Because if you challenge me and tell me to do this thing, I get, I have to focus my energy and my brain power to be like you're going to do this thing. Yep. You're not just going to do it. You're going to do your best version of it. You yep. know, that's that's how that's I do things. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a, that's how you grow the mindset. Right. So. Um, and then we started to get into some nutrition stuff so we can actually, and it wasn't counting calories. Yeah. It was more for just optimizing strength and mobility. Right. right. Um, so just in a one minute, just a one minute, how would you say working with me in the last year has changed you or your thoughts or your perspective on working out, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, what did you get out of the last year of training? I think I just have way more of an understanding of food mm. of like how food feeds me it's not just like oh eat a good breakfast it's like what foods work with me what foods will make me you know the the best version of myself mm-hmm. um and so it's it's i've 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 I told you i haven't had cravings in months mm. because i look at food as i mean i like i'm not saying i don't like food i like food i enjoy food but i look at food as like you know if i wake up and i'm not hungry and I won't eat because I actually know that I'm syncing up with my body versus before I'd wake up and not hungry and feel like, well, I should eat something. And then I eat something and then I'd be sluggish later or whatever it might be. So I think I just have a working with you. I'm like totally in sync with my body where there's like such a, you know, just good, good balance. Good really. I mean, balance has been like the number one word when it comes to us training and, and coaching which is that like it's been it's always just been for me all about balance. Mm-hmm. I just want to balance myself out. I want things to you know. So mm-hmm. that's I, I that's really the big. I mean, it's been 
it's been a major change. I mean, I see a change in just like, I know aesthetics don't matter, but I see a difference aesthetically. And for me, that just says, that reassures me, okay, it's it's going. Yeah, it's working. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. working. And I, yeah. I was really happy one day I was, I was here with Ree with um, one day she was getting her hair and makeup done for press. And then you text me like, yo, I just gave, I came from fitting and they're like, yo, what you been doing, man? They were like, you've, because everyone came back from the pandemic and had gained some weight. And so they were used, used to having to um, loosen things up. And I get there and they were like, your clothes don't fit anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, they're all too big. That's never my goal. Yeah. But I did feel like my body, like my arms, I lift my arm up and it flexes. And I'm not trying to make it flex. It just yeah. flexes. And um, and it's funny because people say, what have you been doing? And I'm like, I don't know. If you want one takeaway, it's like probiotics. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just go from there. I don't know. Because it is. It's like it, yeah. I've become really in tune with my gut. Um, that was we were ha- I was having gut issues yep. in the middle of pandemic probably mixed between anxiety and also just being like sedentary all day um and but- you adjusted fast too we had some as soon as you said the gut issues you had um i immediately said try this do this probiotics and prebiotics yeah. we threw in there we eliminated some foods and then that and, I tr- kind of- and i tried it like it, it you know if it, it, the whole point of us working together was always that i want i want someone who has more knowledge than i do and i want to trust that process mm-hmm. and so you give me something, and sometimes it hasn't worked, and I've reported back, and eh, mm-hmm. this one didn't work. Mm-hmm. We tried something else, but that's also the point of like, relearning your body. You have to try things. Not everything is going to work. What's, things that work for you aren't going to work for me. Nope. Like I found out that like almond milk has been destroying my yeah. stomach. Had no idea. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's the smoothie. Yeah. How the smoothie yeah. has like berries and banana. It's yeah. like everything that I need. Yeah. What's not working? What's not working? It was yeah. the almond milk. I remember that day, and mm-hmm. I was like, I think we should take out the almond milk. Yeah, and it was like, ding. Yeah, and then almond. He was like, I have no more bloating. I'm yeah, like, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came a long way. You were you were one of the easiest clients I've ever had in my life. Because okay. I'll say, hey, try this. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you didn't argue with me. I'm like, okay, that was easy. Yeah. And then you come back with a whole feedback for me. And I'm like, okay, so this worked. It doesn't work. Okay, let's do this. Well, why would I want to be attached to something that clearly isn't fully working? That's very like true. My, my, my body wasn't at its best. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I try something to try to get at its best? Why would mm-hmm. I Why would I resist that? It's mm-hmm. like, what? Because I, what I have now is better? It's not. <laughs> That's the point. That's why I'm working yeah. with you. So there's a quote you know? that we use at the Czech Institute. Paul Czech says this all the time. Um, and also another one of my mentors, uh, Bafinelli says this, he'll say like a, a client will come and argue with them and he'll say, okay, can I ask you a question? And the client will say, yes. And he'll go, how's that working for you? Right. Right. <laughs> oh, not. Okay. So now you want to listen to me now? Yeah. Do you want to see what I have to offer? So, um, but yeah, you were, you, you were a, a seriously one of the easiest people I ever had a coach. Yeah. And and we made Good. the transition. So after a year, we made the transition. You actually moved to LA now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're filming. Um, yeah, I'm here because I'm filming. Right? Yeah. And um, your show is out now uh, for All Mankind. The second season is out now. We're filming um, season three. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. So now you're out here, you're doing that. And now you were able to come to the gym. So you saw yeah. me have three three houses i had the apartment yeah. the loft and then i moved to the two bedroom yeah. and then i moved to the house now and we had a transition too i mean from from april to september we were doing 
body weight stuff. Yes. And I saw myself plateau. Yes. And so I said, okay, I think it's time for me to get weights. Yes. I got weights and that was actually, I immediately saw. Yeah. And, and, and I already with the body weight stuff, there was a difference in my body, yeah. but I immediately saw a difference in my body within three weeks. And the reason why we couldn't get weights in the beginning. It was because there was no weights available. During the and they were like a thousand dollars for a dumbbell. Everyone wanted weights. And I'm sure all those weights are sitting in every the corner of everyone's <laughs> rooms. And I'm like, I wanted to use them though. I was available to use them. And you took the little five pound weights right. for $5. And now they're $60. I don't want to pay $60 for right. five pound weights. Right. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather, we did water bottles. I was like, yeah, I'd rather do bottles. this until eventually something comes up. It's crazy. We yeah. did water bottles. I forgot about we that did water we bottles. did the water bottles yeah so um you made the transition here now you're filming um and then you made the transition actually physically in the gym too mm -hmm. where we we're able to do cable work and we're yeah. able to do medicine ball work and, and you all were that. so excited you I kept was so being, excited, every bro. time you would see that like i was it wasn't that i was plateauing but that i was clearly ready for the next challenge yeah. you would say it on zoom all the time like oh i just need to get you in the gym, in the gym. <laughs> because you would do things that i'm like yo she she's ready for the you've been yeah. ready for the gym i say from april one month yeah. i was like she's ready for the gym yeah. and then i'm like damn i'm not gonna be able to get this girl to a gym mm -hmm. for a long time yeah. uh because you were in new york yeah right and i was in la and then as soon as you got and then i remember one time you actually came out here were you here for like a week or two that one time we went to the park and for, worked out i was here for a month because i was filming so we didn't finish the second season before the pandemic hit got it so we came back to finish the last two episodes in september got it and so i was here for a month uh and yeah we worked out at the park yeah i had dumbbells i'm it, like come on Reed. let's go outside yeah, yeah, yeah like, you were come so outside. excited you were so excited i mean there was a couple of times where i was working out my my boyfriend's family's backyard yeah and that was awesome i was like running and yeah. doing things like that but Yo, you, you and you were consistent too you would yeah. go to your uh your, your boyfriend's family house and still get on like yeah. for your training like yo look i'm gonna be here but i'm still down to work yeah. out it came a long way. Yeah. It came a long way. It's crazy because as we're talking, I got all the memories like in my head. I'm like, damn, she did <laughs> come a long crazy? way. Yeah. It is crazy, bro. It is crazy. Um, yeah. So now mm -hmm. um, you're f you're filming, right? Yeah. And what is, are you going to, I know you probably don't know the answer to this, but um, what is the idea of like as actors or dreamers, right? Mm -hmm. um, Rhea and I think about this all the time. Where do you see yourself living? In the next five years if you had to pick a home that you can stay at and you can fly out that's a question i want to ask you but i've been holding back from that where do you want to be home like what, what's home to you like you have to buy your first home mm -hmm. where are you buying your first home at simple as that if i had access to anywhere yeah but remember you have to fly in and out of yeah, yeah, yeah. okay cool yep um it it's something that I might do after I'm done with the show. I might get rid of my apartment and do this if nothing else takes me away. I still have my apartment in New York. Um, I really want to live live in London. Wow, really? Because I studied there and I loved it, and I thought the art scene it was just different, but the same in so many ways. Um, for now, that's my answer. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's so many places I want to go, but I don't know. Um, like, I really love Montreal. Really, really love Montreal. Like, live in there? You want to live but these places? But here's the issue. Montreal is cold. Yeah, super cold. And so I think, I, I don't think I could do Montreal year-round. London I'm gets not cold in the winter, that. right? Yeah, but not in the same way. It, it kind of stays, it can get cold, but it does stay kind of a consistent weather, which is just cloudy. But the difference is that in London, they've created um, a humor that combats that 
So it's not like when it gets cloudy here, everyone's just kind of sad. It's cloudy in London and people are like, hey, let's go to the pub. And it's like, it's just, yeah. there's a certain type of humor yeah, yeah. also of like dark humor that comes with that too. So yeah, I, I, I think for now that would London, be London, mm-hmm. I never expected that. What'd you think? I didn't. I expect London. What did you expect? Somewhere in the U.S. I was thinking either New York, Atlanta or California. New York, I, I want more time away from New York before I come back and really sink my... Gotcha. Like, I just want... I, I want... It's my hometown, and I know it's crazy yeah. to think of a big city as your hometown, but it is. Everywhere I go, I have a memory, and I want to, like... Yeah. I want to be somewhere where I form of course, my own memory. memories, of course. Um, L.A. L.A. is... Different. Be- <laughs> <laughs> L.A. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's boring. There's just nothing to 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 write home about. It's like it's love, it, and it, which is weird. It's lovely mm-hmm. beach. You got you know good weather, but it's it's kind of just fine. Um, sorry, L.A. people. <laughs> they're right. Like, excuse me, you haven't been yeah. to the right. Every time I say that, they're like, you haven't been to the right parts I hear of that L.A. All the time. And I'm like, yeah. it's different. I know when you come from a place, it's different. Yeah. But I think L.A. is a good place to be if you are a part of a industry and you're trying to so here's what i mean as a coach mm-hmm. la is great for me because like oh you're gonna meet Pididi next week he'll be in la oh great yeah if i was in like iowa i'm like bro Pididi ain't never coming here <laughs> yeah. or you know what i'm saying so i think it's a good way to connect but i also think that you're in the eye of the storm meaning you this is where the press is in New York, it's New York too, but in New York, if you walk in the street and your yeah. show just came out, you had the biggest movie. Not a, you're gonna be blending into the crowd. Yeah, I think in there's LA, way more of like <laughs> this is this is not related, but mm-hmm. it, to me, it's the essence of New York and LA. Uh, I, there was a tweet that said uh, <laughs> uh, a tweet uh, that said um, uh, New York has the hottest people out of any city in in the u.s and people were like no la has a lot of hot people and they said okay let me correct you new york has the hottest normal people not actors because uh-huh. industry people they don't count like that's a, that's a part of a, the job is like being able to present yourself but you can walk down the street in new york and the person who is freaking cleaning up the, the side of the road is going to just have their own swag yeah they're gonna have their own thing yeah and that's what for me la can feel like it gets overwhelmed by industry very that industry. people who aren't in the industry don't have as much of an opportunity to claim individualism that i feel like new york grants true. everyone everyone has their own yeah. thing you know i think in la everybody wants to be hollywood so much yeah. that you don't know they all blend yeah, yeah i can see that and i also see people i haven't met that much but i also met people who are not like that right um i think in new york I have experience in New York of working with business people in New York. So yeah. when I think about New York City and living there, um, I'm just in a business mindset. Right. It brings me very Yang. <laughs> LA can bring me very Yin in a way yeah, yeah. Um, in certain aspects. But right. also, I think a lot of the industries here, so I work with rappers, I work with sport people in sports professional yeah. players and actors right yeah you guys all your industries here so if a news comes out i'm in the middle of all that and sometimes i don't want to be in the middle of it i want to be yeah. i want you to come to me like san diego is a nice 
place. A lot of people talk about yeah. San Diego is a nice yeah. place where Just it's like, like more parts, other parts of California. Exactly. Being like really, if you need to come see me for coaching and you right. really need help, take a two-hour trip down south and come see me in San Diego. Mm-hmm. San Diego is a very yin though, very yin, very right. laid back. Right. So when I'm in San Diego and they're like, "Oh, where are you coming from?" I'm like, "Well, I'm coming from LA right now." They're like, "Oh, you're an LA person?" They hate people from LA. Yeah. I'm like, "No, no, 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 from Jersey." But I'm coming from LA right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's I, I can understand. Um, I also am just someone who like I know I picked the wrong industry for this, but I'm not someone who likes <laughs> unwarranted attention. Yeah, there's a lot of people who like that. They like walking they, down the street and that. having people. I don't like yeah. that at all. Yeah, it's the worst part of what I do. Yeah, for me, if mm. I could, if I could, if I could act in a bunch of big projects. And not be recognized in any of them. That's living the dream. Like like Gary Oldman. You can see Gary Oldman in a movie. And it's not until you hit the one hour mark. They're like, wait, is that Gary Oldman? <laughs> That's my goal. That's my goal. I yeah. want to be in a movie and someone just is so immersed into whatever character I created that they forget that it's me. And so that when I walk down the street, people are oblivious to my existence. That would be amazing. You and everybody that i've worked with who really loves acting yeah. has the same dream but la doesn't always have as an actor doesn't have that energy and so i feel like to expand on why i feel about la what what i feel about is is um yeah i just think that uh, the, because so it you'll has never that, buy a house here no that's the thing though it's so ha- beautiful gonna, yeah. and i need and i need you need to be here it's not even that I need to be here. I need eventually, I will eventually need like one place that I like sink my roots in. Yeah. And in terms of what LA can provide versus New York in, in just in terms of like basic living. Yep. You know, the, the place I have here in LA, I have a backyard in New York. No. I didn't even see direct sunlight. Right. It was bouncing off the building next to me. Yeah. And so in terms of like uh, uh, quality of life. Yeah. LA provides more, and so I I know that eventually I will probably settle here, yeah, reap the benefits of it, yeah, and then I'll be traveling for work, hopefully, and so yeah. then you know the, the reason why was for the audience the reason why we're saying either here in New York is because her industry is usually here in New York, right? right. Yeah, main industry, right? Yeah, they're they're going out to Canada and Atlanta in a way. Yeah, once you book it, you you can film anywhere. Yeah. but in terms of where. The producers are, the writers are, the casting directors yeah. are. They're they're in New York or and the, and the connections too, like mm-hmm. just with other uh, people, other actors in the industry that you right. want to network with. It's good to be here for those reasons, right? Yeah. The music industry is here as well. Yep, exactly. So um, I totally get it. But what I'm saying is, I also have empathy for you if there's a part of you that doesn't want to be here at the same time. Yeah, because it can be too much it's it. overwhelming it's, like, it's very overwhelming it's overwhelming and it, like new york is overwhelming in just in but general you can blend in, in new york you yeah. just go outside and just blend in with the regular but in but in general it's like there's a lot of people and there's a lot of things it can be overwhelming in that way but mm. la is overwhelming more just so in like your you your compass do you know what i mean mm. like you, you 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 get here and you're like you hear a lot of noise and you're mm. like, where, what am I supposed to be paying attention to? What mm. matters? What's important? And LA can, can really confuse you in terms of like, what is your like moral foundational center? You know, what's your favorite parts of LA? Favorite parts? Um, I don't know. I haven't, I mean, I, I just got here in, when did I get here? When did I get here? March? March. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got here in March. 
Um, so I haven't explored it fully because we're just we're in June now. Um, I don't know. I, I I I live in Culver City right now, and it's really nice. Like I walk through the neighborhoods, and I see. I sometimes walk through the neighborhoods, and I'm like, "Does anybody see how beautiful this tree is?" It's beautiful. It, there's some. There are some like trees and plants in LA that yeah. are gorgeous that people are just walking by and I'm like this is the this is an old tree this tree has been here for probably a hundred years and it's beautiful and so I like Culver because I walk around the streets and there's yeah. these big trees there's this willow tree a couple of blocks away from me that is so tall it has to be like 200 years old or something oh. um, and so yeah I mean any place any part of LA where I could walk it's I'll great. like it. Yeah. I don't. I, I need a place to be walkable, and, and Culver is pretty walkable. Yeah, Culver's has the nice balance of being both walkable and also um, having a lot of greenery and trees yeah. and plants. You're not too far from the airport. Not too far not, from the airport. Not, not too, too far, far from the beach. I'm really not too far from anything. anything. It's right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of true. Yeah, we we love Studio City when we yeah. when we lived in Studio City, and then there's a small town right yeah. after Studio City. Um, in between Studio City and Burbank called uh, Toluca Lake. Oh, yeah. I know Toluca Lake. And Toluca yeah. Lake is just like we described in beautiful trees. It's funny. If LA people are listening, they're going to be like, Toluca Lake? What? <laughs> Why? People, LA people don't like Toluca Lake? I just Lake? feel like they, everyone thinks Toluca Lake is far. That's what I always hear. Toluca oh, Lake is far. Toluca Lake is far. For real? Yeah, I don't it's know. It's right by Studio City. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You're probably... I'm, I'm associated with a lot of valley people. Yeah, I'm like a valley. I'm I'm in a valley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're actually downtown Los Angeles. Like you're in Los Angeles City. Like right, right. Pro- you know, yeah. I'm in a valley, so it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a little different. Um, people do think the valley's kind of far. Um, yeah. But most of the but that's why I said but I gotta I'm get. But I'm so from New York. Like I'll travel deep into Brooklyn. Right. I know the difference is train versus car. Yeah. But I. Yeah. I'm used to travel. Like I, I gotta travel. Yeah. I, I can't just expect everything to be. Yeah. Exactly. Close to me. Exactly. No, I learned I learned a lot about um, you know, that when I was out here. I haven't experienced downtown Los Angeles as much. Um You mean like just like not b- downtown below, so much? Below the, the Yeah, like yeah. where you're at. You ha- you have that. What's the town next next to you that I told you about that I was once in? You have Marie Del Rey that's down there. Marina Del Rey. There's I mean, by the water you have Venice, Venice and Beach. And then if you go, you have like Mid City. You have, I mean, you I'm go not a further fan. up, I'm and you f- have Hollywood and West Hollywood. West Hollywood is um, West Hollywood. You have Silver Lake. My you have Echo Lake. I mean, Echo Park on the east side. You know. Yeah, exactly. So much. Yeah, that's L.A. L.A. That, that's yeah. like the the downtown part. Yeah, I call it's it funny like they downtown. say downtown because there is actually a downtown, a downtown LA. <laughs> L.A. I know. I'm thinking like think about like there's a mountain. I'm on top yeah. of the mountain. I look down. I'm like, okay, those are the cities right, down there because right, I'm in right. the valley. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely, I like Silver Lake a lot. I went Every, to Silver yeah. Lake one time, yeah, and I like the great. culture over there. It's cool. It's fun. It's young and hip. It's, exactly. You know, yeah. It reminds me of Portland a little bit. You ever yeah. been to Portland? Yeah, totally. Yeah, Portland's yeah, yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. I would move to Portland tomorrow if it didn't rain every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Portland's fire. I haven't been to Portland, but it's so funny. You haven't been to Portland? No, no, but I have I have a funny, it's nothing to do with really Portland, but I met someone from Portland, and they said, if you're ever here... um, text me call me whatever and we can get uh dinner the reason why this person is significant i went to the um you know the bowery hotel in new york 
Sounds very familiar. It's downtown, and and I had to, I had to, I just wanted to read my book, and it was snowing that day, and I said, okay, what's the one place that has like a fireplace where I can sit and I make me order a drink? So I went to the Bowery Hotel, and I'm sitting there, and there's this man, who, uh, who kind of just like he has this big coat on, he has a bunch of rings, and he kind of just fell asleep in the lobby, and everyone's kind of passing by him, like, oh, who's this guy? But I'm like. He's wearing the coolest jacket. He's wearing the coolest rings. So eventually he sits next to me because I'm by the fireplace. And I'm like, hey, um, cool rings. And he's like, thanks. So we talk, start talking, talking. We're talking for, at the, then eventually spirals. We're talking for like five hours. And I'm like, so what are you doing in in, in New York? Oh, you know, I used to play music. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I have a small band, but I used to be part of a big band. I said, "What's your? What was your band?" He said, "Have you ever heard of the band REM? It's like the biggest band, biggest right. rock band in the '90s. Have you ever heard of the band REM?" I said, "Uh, yes, I've heard of the band REM." And then he was like, "Yeah, that was my band." So I'm playing it cool. I'm playing it cool. And I text my friend, and I was like, "Hey, I'm sitting next to uh, the guitar player in REM." She said, you're sitting next to Peter Buck. This is like a huge deal. This is like a big industry. And so obviously I didn't see it as an interesting. I was just like, this is a cool man. So I talked to him, talking to him. And I'm, and I'm like, uh, can, I, can I ask you about like, I don't know, rock and roll? Can I ask you about rock and roll? Yeah, of course. And I'm like, who's the first person you ever saw that like you knew was going to be big? And so I'm just asking him about like, mm-hmm. what, it, what was it like to be a rocker in the 90s? He came from Atlanta. What was it like to like, to blow up, you know what I mean? And so I always have this, now I have Peter Buck's number in my phone and I'm like, if I ever go to Portland, I gotta, I gotta call Is him. he from Portland? He, he lives in Portland now, yeah. yeah. Portland's fire. Yeah, I'm there telling you, go. you, it's really nice. We went and we got lucky. We didn't get no rain. We, we had the, the TV show, The Birch, come out. Oh, yeah, yeah, And we yeah, filmed yeah. out there. Yeah. Really good, beautiful city. That would mm-hmm. be one of the cities I lived in if it didn't rain all the yeah. time. It rains too much. That's how I feel about Montreal. Montreal, I would live there if it didn't get so cold. Yeah. And it's part of it, but it's yeah, it's a beautiful city. It's a uh, yeah. I gotta I gotta see what San Francisco looks like. I got a people couple. People really like San Francisco. I heard. Yeah. I got a lot of people from the Bay. It's gorgeous. That, that tell me like, bro, don't come to LA. Go to the Bay. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's very nice to know that the one question I had, I never expected London. Okay. Yeah. So London. I may I may not see you next year. You may be in London. I mean, only for a certain amount of time until a job brings of me course. back or if we get another season, you know. Of course. <clears throat> Anything you want to leave, um, any message you want to leave for the audience? Oh my God. Right. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Right. I don't know. Um, what would you say? Uh, let's do this. And. All jokes aside, what would you say to somebody who wants to do something in their life, but they're scared of doing it? Mm-hmm. For someone like yourself that did something that the one percenters do, mm-hmm. right? You made your dream come true in acting. Mm-hmm. What would be a piece of advice? It doesn't have to be something you heard. What would something from your core, what would you tell the audience of the most important thing for them to do in that situation? Um... I don't know. It all starts from knowing that you have permission to do it. Mm. If you give yourself permission to do it, then do it. You mm. know, I think a lot of people, um, I, I know people even in my life from, from, you know, the projects or whatever, who was like, I didn't know I was allowed to do that. Wow. I didn't know I could do that. So it's like, if you give yourself permission to do something, then you can do anything. Mm. Um, 
And also knowing that, like, yeah, you are the one thing that's standing in your own way almost always. Mm. And so if something's not happening, you got to look at yourself and go, like, okay, what, what, what am I telling myself? What, what lies, honestly, am I telling myself? Because you're probably just not giving yourself permission um, to, to do whatever you want to do, to be whoever you want to be. So, um, yeah, fear is like, fear is, is, is it's, it's the thing that holds everyone back. Mm. You have to be a little fearless to do whatever you want to do, but it's always worth it. Mm. Um, I know I just gave like a billion different messages, but no, that all comes into one. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt, that was Good. beautiful. Good. I would have thought you rehearsed that. Oh, really? <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm you. pretty sure this is not going to be your last time. I told you when we first started, I said, "You see, I got to do the camera, I got to do the mics," <laughs> I know, I know. and I said, "One day you'll see that we'll be here and we'll have a whole crew doing all that, and yeah. the only thing we could do and focus on is just recording." Yeah. Um, but I learned a lot about you today. Oh. And that's awesome. So, I learned a lot about you too. I mean, <laughs> off off uh, recording, we were talking before, and we we had a we had a we good, had a great conversation. Had a good conversation. I had Coral at my house probably for it is probably had you for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> me like punching a punching bag and being like, "Let me tell you about my life." That was, that was what we were doing. <laughs> she came to work out. the The plan was for you to come work out today. Yeah. And then uh, in the middle of workout, we just had a deep talk. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is needed. And then after that, I was like, you still want to do the podcast? We got time? You're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So yeah. I'm happy we got it done. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for taking the time and coming on. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right. Peace, guys. <laughs>